0: All right, wherever you are in the cosmos, we are live. This is episode three of Dan's Game Room. Welcome back. Today, uh, joining me again is Matt. What's up, Matt? Not much, Dan. And then uh, Quentin, how are you doing, man?
1: Oh, pretty good. Uh, glad to be here.
0: Yeah, Quentin's uh, in, uh, visiting from Michigan, so we are here today to talk about you know gaming, obviously, but mostly Diablo 2, which we'll get to in a minute, uh, but first... Uh, Guys, what have you been playing lately, Quentin? Anything new on your radar? Uh,
1: nothing new. Um, I play a lot of Civ Six, um, nice. but you know, with gamers ADD being a thing, I'll start a game, <laughs> get like a hundred to hundred and fifty turns in, and then just hard quit. I don't even save it. I just. <laughs> I just, I just <laughs> uh, but it, but it's fun, you know. Like the opening sequence, I think, is what really sets up for the rest of the game, and like really, it's the same. It was the same thing with Civ Five. Is if you can get a good like. Starting civilization within the first like 50 to 75 turns, then you'll be able to like deal with whatever comes up and place near the top of the rankings. And so, the, like, the, after that, it's just a like rush to build wonders type thing. Mm-hmm. So, it yeah, you know, the gamer's ADD thing is kind of funny, but <laughs> I, I've started hundreds of games that I just hard quit on.
0: Uh, what do you think of
1: uh Civ 6 compared to
0: Civ 5? Like, is it Because I know we all kind of played that. I mean, and I maybe finished one game of Civ
2: Five. Is it just like a bunch of like tech tree differences and like balance stuff? Because visually, I remember not being even able to tell at all that it was different. So visually speaking,
1: when I first saw Civ Six, I was really disappointed. Mm. Because it seemed like they took a step down for some reason. Like they made it less cartoony, but in the process made it like less detailed or something yeah. now now i think it's okay i really like the uh like the map feature where instead of having a fog of war it's like uh uncharted map type thing where if like if you zoom out on the world map it's just like you know some like old-timey like, parchment paper map type thing uh, yeah it's a little more interesting <clears throat>
0: from that perspective but yeah. yeah i do agree like the details seemed a little less but i've only played a couple games of it um I don't know. In fact, oddly enough, the only game of Civ I think I've ever finished was we did a, like an overnight, thing for your, one of your birthdays, oh. <laughs> and uh, it was like a, the slowest possible. So it was like twelve hours of yeah, Civ, yeah. and I I died like six seven hours in. So I I'll, I'll say
1: that's a completion but like did, didn't it take like 12 hours or uh, That's an understatement. It took yeah. over 24 hours. Oh. Like Luke and I took a nap at one point, woke <laughs> up after like 30 minutes and finished the game. Actually, and Luke destroyed me. Like he he had a better a much better grasp on like how to win the game than I did. Actually, now that I
0: remember, I I actually went to sleep. I I like a 5 hour thing and I woke up and you guys are just like just kind of hunched over, eyes slits barely open just
2: like we're finishing it. Is that <laughs> when we made the big vat of like energy drinks? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the things gamers will do. Yeah, that, that was in the original four away. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 Uh,
1: uh but uh getting back to Civ 6, uh the tech tree differences I think are a uh, much much needed improvement to Civ 5 because in Civ 5 there was one tech tree. Mhm. Um, And then there was like some religious stuff that you could do and do it like and have some stuff that way. Uh, And I guess the policy tree is something else. Um, But in Civ 6, they break it kind of very nicely into two different trees. One of them is a culture tree, which uh, essentially gives you new cultural policies that you can adopt uh, and also will unlock certain wonders and certain uh, districts. Which are unique to Civ Six from the other Civ games. So does it make like culture victories a little more viable
0: then, if, or maybe just handles them differently?
1: I think I I think it handles them differently in the way that it does. It makes it to where you can focus both on cultural stuff and science stuff at exactly the same time. Okay, which makes it very nice.
0: Less of a split off and more of a just
1: general. Okay
0: very cool anything else you've been playing or is that kind of been
1: your focus right now that's been the focus I've uh, you know after listening to the last few podcasts I've like had this great sense of nostalgia and like going through the games that I have on my shelf at home it's awesome like, I want to play this and I want to beat this other game and then I thought about the work that it would take to get those old consoles set up, which is not much. It's Ten minutes of work, and I'm like, no, nah, that's too much. <laughs> too much work. Yep. So I've, I've defaulted back to, like, Fallout 4, which is a nice kind of, like, pick up and play and shoot mutants in the face for 20 minutes and then, like, put it back down. Would you recommend that game? Um, or
2: which Fallout would you recommend?
0: Because I, I I've kind of played, um, like, the first one, which is totally different, and I played a little bit of 3. And now with all this like Fallout 76 bullshit that's going on that's supposedly just awful. What do you think of like 4 or like what Matt said what would you recommend?
1: Um, so I can't recommend 76 because I haven't played it. Same thing with New Vegas. I heard it's I've trash. heard that New, Seven- Vegas New Vegas is the best of this of the entire franchise. Mm. So just based on that I would recommend to play that and that is something that's on my list to play and one of those games that's sitting on my shelf that requires me to set up my 360. <laughs> um I think four is fun. I think that it offers a lot of things um for you know different types of gamers. Like it has the shooting aspect, it has the RPG uh kind of action. The, the
2: Bethesda thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh but also, you know, they put in like the sandbox type stuff where you can pick up more junk and use it to not only improve your weapons and armor, but also to like build settlements. And so that's what I've been doing lately. It's like I'm leveling up. So that I can get perks to make my settlements better so that I can start making, like, essentially, like, scrap cities. Okay. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, because I've just seen some good, you know, Happy Black Friday. I've seen some, like, good Black Friday deals, and uh, I've just considered picking four up. But as far as Bethesda goes, we've just been... Matt and I were playing through Skyrim a while back, so I feel like we need to finish that (laughs) but
2: uh yeah yeah i I really want you to see the the main quest get completed in that Mm -hmm.
0: because i've I've enjoyed it like i just as someone who played uh oblivion not as much as you guys but just someone who has started oblivion many times um it's it's kind of cool to see um the buggy evolution that is skyrim so that's been kind of neat um matt have you been playing anything recently uh
2: Other than Melee, uh, and I guess Undertale, not actively playing, but I have a list of a bunch of roguelikes that I've been meaning to play, mm. namely Rogue, NetHack, and Caves of Cud. Um, uh, now, is, I've never heard of Caves of Cud. What is, what is th- that? That one is relatively new to my knowledge, or at okay. least it has a lot of new style graphics. It's still like tile-based, and it it's made to like look like it's on an old screen but there's multiple colors it's not text-based but it still has this like procedural generated permadeath you know that that rogue style yeah it does the dwarf fortress thing too where it's like generating a history with all these like gods and rulers and people that worship them that you can
0: encounter See that's what's nuts to me, and not to like make you talk about Dwarf Fortress, but it's just this like, this. How old is that game?
2: Like would since two thousand six. Just this I game it has been in active development.
0: Just generated with all these characters and like command prompt, right? Yeah. And it's just there. It's just world building, um, just. All this like dedicated history and, and stats and skills for all these little characters and things in the world yeah, just the, blows the my mind. Deepest
2: simulation game that I've ever seen. Yeah, by far. We'll we'll have to talk about that. That's af- a whole other af- after we play it some more. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, as far as what I've been playing recently. Speaking of roguelikes, likes, uh, Binding of Isaac got oh, back yeah, into that. Yeah. Uh, New have school. You, have you ever played that? Quite?
1: No, and I, honestly, I'm not familiar with like rogue <laughs> either. Uh, like I think. We were talking about this the other day, Matt, but I guess you're something I'm not very familiar with. Like
2: the, the basic concept for a roguelike or the the elements I consider is like classic ones are text-based, so like in like a terminal with ASCII as the graphics. And then permadeath and procedurally generated like dungeons. And so it's like your your core objectives are the same, maybe there's like different
0: like the same items that will randomly spawn, but the the levels are unique every playthrough. And Binding of Isaac is like a PC game that has come to a few different platforms, I think, but the one I've been playing it on is Switch. And it's just, it's so cool. A good run might be 40 minutes, and you're trying to, you know, get to the bottom of the dungeon to um, face off against your mom, oddly enough. Spoilers, but... Uh, yeah, that
2: game has a lot of good humor elements yeah, to
0: it. Just disgusting, gory, just, you know, shit in the game and, like, a all kinds of... Literal, literal shit, yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's, so it's just been, it's been a lot of fun, but yeah, so that's kind of what's, what's new, I guess, on the gaming front, but what I'm really excited to talk to you about is Diablo 2. The three of us really have a, a good history with it, and have been playing on and off for 10 plus years each, or at least, yeah, yeah. um, you know, but is. You are have by far played the longest, Quentin. Like, what's kind of your history? How did you get started with Diablo 2 on the PC? And like, what what are your origins with it?
1: Yeah, so I think um, I think I convinced my mom to buy me Diablo II uh, Battle Chest, mm-hmm. uh, oh, nice. which has been consistently forty dollars if you can find <laughs> it for like twenty years. So if you see it for forty dollars, do you think? oh, that's not a good price. You're paying the same price as what you would have paid 20 years ago. (laughs) And it's probably worth it. Like, I don't know, like, I I would still pay another $40 for it, but... Yeah, I've had to rebuy it before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and now I guess with Blizzard, like... Online, like Battle.net. Battle.net, you can just buy CD keys, which Mm, is really nice. And that's how I have it set up now. Uh, With, um, like, Plug Y and that sort of stuff, and uh, making it more, like, solo solo player friendly. But when I first got it, I think Justin had it first. He had the base game, and I played it at his place, um, and I really enjoyed it. And at that point, like, we didn't realize that there was anything past Andariel. Like we, we just we just never realized that never there was talked to act war one or, you know, it's like we never beat Andariel. Oh, it's like like we were Final like, boss we were like nine years old, we're like,
2: lay, 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 lay. you know, like just being like really bad at games
1: like Diablo two. And then once like once we beat Andariel, like our world was like fucking blown open, you know? It's mm. like, oh my god, there's another act. How many acts are there? The, What's gonna happen? The desert now. We, yeah. Always yeah. to the east. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so like she got me that and we played a lot i think um i beat Andarial first and i remember like sprinting over to justin's place which was very close to like right rib, right and like knocking on his door like 10 or like his window at 10 p.m be like <laughs> hey i beat andariel and he's like i'm fucking asleep what, what do you want you know, that sort of thing uh but then you know after that it was uh kind of like love at first sight almost we started playing online behind his parents back I didn't have the internet yet, and his his parents were like, no, you can't play a game online, What the shit, what if someone calls us, how are we going to answer the phone? Oh my god, what <laughs> if someone calls us?
0: Yeah, the yeah. dial-up. Oh, yeah. yeah. um, <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> that, that hurt, kind of. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, we started playing a lot online, and like, we ended up, you know, beating the game getting to hell and that sort of thing thinking we were like
2: badasses with our shit gear and mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> I got like... this sick yellow item sick rare yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like I got plus think... 10 to strength <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think the the first like unique items that we had like I think we had like a Zewer or something like mm-hmm. that we had um, Storm Shield and uh, like dusk deep helm or dusk deep or something like that, or just some like shit items. Yeah, you know? yeah.
2: But it's got the gold text, so you know yeah, it's yeah, good. you know it's honestly awesome, like yeah. it, it was
1: much better than any of the uh, the rare items mm-hmm. that we had found at yeah, that point. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we're so cool, and then you know, come to find out, no, we're not. You know, like we we went through a lot of stuff where we fell for. Alt F4 and like drop all your shit on the ground. Hit Alt F4 and it'll dupe your stuff. And yeah, yeah. You log back in, it's like all my shit's gone. Um, you know, <laughs> free, stuff free like
2: that.
0: in portal. It'll be like it's like you drop drop all your shit and then we'll uh, give you other free shit. Then you can pick your stuff back up. Wait in the portal in town. Like it's just bad. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Or free in portal. You go through the person immediately like hostiles. hostiles You go in and just kills you and takes all your shit. Like yeah. we went through like. You know, months of just oh, lost all my stuff again. I guess I'll start a new character. And
0: it sucks because you you. That's the whole part of like Diablo 2, um, for anyone that hasn't played it, is you're you're trying to progress through this story, but it's perpetually to beat the quest, level up get gear so you can get better gear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. the end game then once you've beaten everything, you're just doing runs of the end game bosses to get specific items to get to another set of uber bosses so you can get the best gear and the best drops. It just it never it's a never-ending cycle. So it's- when you lose the gear like, if, you, if someone steals it from you or dupes you out of it, you feel like a piece of shit. Because yeah, yeah. that's the whole point of the
2: game. So yeah, the, the story is there, and it, it's really cool, it's really fun, but the actual game is just collecting gear. That's the most important thing, yeah. is getting stronger through the items that you find, through the random drops. Which you can
1: improve through a thing called Magic Find, which yes. uh, Matt is very good at min-maxing as as far as like solo goes. Switching, like, yeah, for gears. for
2: solo play, like if you're not online, it's very important uh, to get like Magic Find early, because mm-hmm. Magic Find helps you have a higher chance of dropping those better, rarer items on every monster you kill. Mm. So the earlier you get into it, the more it starts to snowball. Your magic find will help you find a unique item, say, Scolder's Ire, and that item has magic find built into it, so then when you put that on, you have even more magic find. Mm. And it it still takes a very, very long time (laughs) to find the real items you want, but...
0: But you know. it, it, over the course of it, you're, you're not worrying about it as much because you're finding these other amazing items on your way to, like, yeah, the Enigma yeah. or,
2: you know, uh, your Shaco or whatever. And a lot of games do, like, the, the random drops things. A lot of other Blizzard games, obviously. Uh, but I haven't played anything else that feels as satisfying as D2's loot system yeah like it, it's yeah. really hard to explain unless you've played it but it's like some of the things are so rare but there's just enough chance that you might get it yeah that when you do get it it feels incredible when you're doing the runs like
0: of it for like just three hours yeah and you're you know you and i are just in what is it is it lower crossed
2: yeah just or popping just, chests yeah or, like, or
0: if you're doing, like, tower runs or anything, and finally, like, maybe I go home for the night and I get a picture from Matt, like, in a text, I got it, baby! Like, you know, just, like, getting getting that thing you've been searching for. It's just, like you said, it's a, a unique thing to that game, in my experience.
2: In, in particular, uh, speaking of pictures I send you, high runes. Yeah, yeah. So, high runes in the game, or runes in general, um, there's weapons and armor, and... Some of the weapons in armor have sockets, and you can put gems and runes into the weapons to make them stronger or to give them some other stat that they don't naturally spawn with. And jewels. You can also put jewels. But runes in particular uh, can be incredibly rare drops. Like... I forget what the actual statistics are, but it can be like one in several million chance or one in a billion chance of dropping certain runes, and that's
0: just nuts. So, to
2: me. so when you get the specific rune that you're looking for, it, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. They're incredibly valuable, not just for your own personal play, but for uh, the online economy. Yeah. And, and I guess for anyone else that hasn't played the game either, I
0: when did this come out? Was it 2000 or so for Diablo 98? 2?
1: I think the base game was 98, and then uh, Lord of Destruction came O-1. out in 01. Yeah. Okay, okay,
0: yeah, that sounds right. I'd say 98 to 99, somewhere in there, and then oh one for <coughs> LOD. Um, I remember the first time I ever saw it was over at our friend Aaron's house. He was on episode one of the podcast. And um, just... Never seen a game like that before because I was very, you know, just, you know, ignorant on on different types of games growing up, and because I'd just never been exposed to them, and just knowing that I'd had to play it, and I think Matt and I went and we got our copies of the base game
2: mm-hmm. on the
0: same day. Was that the same? Like we we both went to video games, etc. Yeah, I think, and I, I know
2: that I got the base game and the expansion separate yes but, we did not get the
0: battle chest yeah
2: but i'm not sure if i even played diablo 2 classic we, i'm pretty sure i just like installed lord of destruction immediately
0: yeah at that point we i don't think i don't know if i bought the expansion the same day but anyway i guess like i played we all kind of played it and then i remember meeting quentin in middle school. Um, and we played it for a few years, and then I kinda, we, we've fallen off on and off over the time with this game, but we, something you always come back to.
1: Yeah, and you know, for a long time, it was really just me and Justin that were playing. Yeah. And, like, we got into the online economy, like, very early, and it, it's still kind of like this, but, you know, in solo player, it's like this grind-defined gear, but when you add in mul- online multiplayer, The dynamic completely changes because not only do you have other people that can find stuff, but you also have parties that can increase the magic find of, like, the the entire party. And the experience. It increases the difficulty, the experience that you get. Um, But it also makes the grind... Kind Of a little bit more exciting, I think, because like not only are you trying to find this other stuff, but you're racing other people to see you can click on the thing first, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so if you didn't know,
2: uh, Diablo has these random item drops when you kill a monster, they'll drop some items, maybe, and then what those items are are randomized from a certain pool, but right. yeah, but when you're playing in multiplayer. Uh, they only drop, you know, one or two items, and everybody sees those same items. Up to eight players trying yeah. to scramble for it. Yeah, <laughs> scrambling to see who can be the first to pick it up. God. Yeah. And when it's a good one, it's...
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, th- there have been... So, you know, and th- this kind of gets into the economy, so maybe I'll kind of finish this train of thought, and it'll tie in nicely to yeah. that. Um, you know, w- we-, we were exposed to, like, the grinding of... For, for gear, and we actually met someone who was fairly rich in Diablo terms, and he started paying us in gear to glitch rush accounts for him. And so, you know, like a lot of games, you can rush a character by essentially doing all of the main storyline things and getting to a certain point that you can just go to, I guess, a level that greatly increases your experience based on your level. Mm-hmm. Glitch rushing was, um, and I've since forgotten a lot of the details, but it's essentially like you have someone that's very low level mm-hmm. that you are rushing alongside someone who meets all of the level requirements to get to the next stage. Yeah. Um, and essentially, then you can have a level one character get to act five hell and just walk outside of a portal and fucking die. Like, right. <laughs> like, like th- there's no survivability really and that's where i think uh items like uh spire of
2: andal's wisdom the experience yeah yeah. andal's yeah. wisdom yeah it, the,
1: like the staff or whatever yeah like, it can boost up to like 4% exp I, or, well, there's there's what six. Six? Okay, i think. i've had one that was 5 okay, i know so yeah, so, six. so 4 to
2: there's a lot of items that are ranges so yeah, yeah.
1: So, so instead of, you know, us going through this grind by ourselves, we were getting paid to do these, like, glitch rushes. Mm-hmm. And I, so I, had, I had a character that, you know, through Justin and mine's kind of own endurance, I guess, got to a point where we could do these by ourselves. And so he would say, I need this account. He would give us all the information for the account. Rush this type of character to, you know, whatever level and only use a certain number of resets. And the reason why these resets become important is so that you can equip things like Andal's Wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so essentially, like, you get the character to Act 5 Hell right. at level, like, 2 or 3. Yep. Yeah. And then you go back and you level them up. And, you know, the grind was, get this person to level 90 in 8 hours. <laughs> and that's what we did for months. That's crazy. Like, every eight single hours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this was summertime, middle school, you know, too young to work... <laughs> only no other like real responsibilities we had at the time was like playing baseball because that's what we did at the time. So it's like go to baseball practice, maybe have a game, go back to my place, and just play D two until like three,
2: four in the morning. Take yeah. a short nap, wake up, and do the same thing until like, <laughs> I, in the I just I, I want to explain this real quick. Level ninety <clears throat> is crazy. The game caps at level ninety nine, like a lot of games do, but D two. Um, The experience system, I don't know what the exact function is, but in the later levels, it's, like, exponentially more. Way
0: less. Yeah. 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 So So getting
2: to 98 or 90 in eight hours is just insane. And to put that into perspective, um, it's,
0: like, Matt and I have been playing together, um, just trying to rush each other, kind of like what you're talking about. And we were doing some glitch rushing, too. Mm. But... uh, it's taken us many days to get a character to, like, 75. Just, like, if we're not doing it in an online environment and we're not doing it in like, a professional way, like... Yeah. It takes time, <laughs> so... Yeah, with,
2: with two people or one person, it takes a long time. Like, I don't know what my in-game playtime for my sorceress is, but the highest that I've ever gotten a character is 92. Yeah. And, and that's over, you know, like a year or two or three of, of playing just one character. Yeah, like... And you're talking about getting to 90 in eight hours. is just nuts. Yeah,
0: and we were talking earlier, too, Matt, you brought up a point about, like, once you get into the late
2: 90s, too. Yeah, it just... It explodes how much experience is required. I think, famously, uh, when you get to level 98 to get to level 99 takes as much or it takes more experience to get from 98 to 99 than the entire journey from 1 to 98. 98. That's crazy. So you're basically leveling two characters to 98 just to get that final level. Yeah and at that point. And you don't even get that much like bonus from it. It's like statistically not worth it. Well
0: especially since your your main skills are maxed at that point and you're really just grinding for gear so the fact that it's it's more of a badge of honor it's It's like an old
2: school yeah it's like yo man i'm level 99 you gotta do what i say like uh, one of the things that makes leveling easier for online play is obviously multiple players you get more experience you know the game's technically harder but it doesn't matter when you have eight people in a game Problem is, it's not always easy to find eight people who are willing to do, you know, runs of the final boss. So, one of the things that has kind of always existed in D2 is bots. For better or for worse, there, there's always bots running some kind of game that you can find. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I've never understood that. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you can... Is it, is it like a
0: just like running a program on top of it and then of, of Diablo to say, you know, do this? Or is it... I, I never understood how the bots worked because I never did it. But that's just crazy to me that someone could just run, run 300 games a night of something with a bot. Mm-hmm. But,
1: yeah, so Matt, you might have more knowledge about how it actually works, but essentially it is like a script that you run in the background that has some set of rules that the bot yeah. follows. And usually you use a bot on a high-level character that has a lot of damage output versus monsters. Like a hammered-in. Yeah. yeah, like you,
2: you manually make the character, and you manually get, you put good gear on it and stuff, and then you switch it over to the script when you're ready to bot. And just very briefly, my understanding is that because it's an old-school online game, the way it works is it's communicating with the Blizzard servers, So whenever you click the mouse or hit a button, you're sending that button click over to Blizzard, and then they send a packet of data back to your computer about the results of that action. Mm. So what the bots do is they listen to that packet, and then they look at it and say, oh, that packet says an item should be rendered on the ground Mm. If that item has this name, click it and pick it up. Okay, the, it's it's that kind of thing. That information. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and it
1: it, it uh, it's even a little bit more, um, I guess, uh, self sufficient than that because it's not yeah. only just with items; it's also where are monsters? What kind yeah. of monsters are there? Exactly. And you know, later, especially with things like hammer paladins if you give them something like um, enigma where they can teleport then they have such a high damage versus like damage output against monsters that they just teleport to exactly where they need to be to where they, when they throw their hammer it k- instant kills it
2: yeah and so That's having crazy. those
1: having those games is really what makes leveling to level 90 in 8 hours possible yeah. because you have these long streams Strings of games, like 300 games in a row of someone just saying, you know, I, I walk to Bale or Telly Bale 05, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. Uh,
2: another <laughs> important thing there that makes um, leveling hard if you're not botting is that the maps are randomly generated in Diablo 2. So if I was playing, you know, just like me and Dan online and we wanted to do a run of Bale, the final boss... Every time we made a game, we would, you know, waste tens of minutes trying to figure out where the boss is on that map. But when you have a bot, they're also probably map hacking. So they can see the layout, even though it's not discovered, and they'll just make a beeline straight for the boss and, like, Less than a minute. Yeah, because even if, even if, like, because
0: Matt usually plays a sorceress when we're doing these runs. So even if, you know, we're teleporting around the map or if I have a sorceress or whatever and we're doing it, it takes minutes. Yeah. Because we don't know where the hell it is. But this bot, like you're saying, is just like, I got it. So it
2: immediately knows, it sets up a portal. All eight players are immediately in the (laughs) boss room.
0: Yeah. Yeah, No time lost. Um, So. With Diablo 2, that's kind of just been years of doing that cycle. Get the gear, do all that, repeat, you know, beat, beat yeah, the boss. Yeah. And I think a big thing that changed for us as a group and as a Diablo 2 community uh, was the uh, popularization of an app called Plug Y. Yeah. Uh program, I don't, yeah. I don't know <laughs> what the creators prefer. Yeah. GIF, GIF. GIF yeah. <laughs> kind of and um, it's... It's a program, and I'm sure Matt can explain it better than I. But to a degree, it's um, a program that lets you play not only different versions of Diablo 2 because it runs different patches, but also a version with a much expanded stash, um, and then the ability to tweak certain mechanics. Like if Matt and I are playing in a game um, solo, like like playing like a LAN mode together, we can set it to players eight. So you're getting that. Um, eight player level of experience and difficulty and higher drops and all that, but in a two player environment. yeah so
2: so th- there's two there's two mods there. d 2 se uh, is the one that lets you play multiple patches and have oh, multiple okay. saves going on. And that's just like a launcher or a mod manager. Uh, the, the more important mod I think is Pluggy or plug Y. And this is the kind of thing that I love about older games is that there's all these convenience mods. Uh, I I think Base Diablo 2 is a great game, but there's a lot of little things that are just, like, they show the game's age. Or it was just, like, little things that the developers didn't think about that aren't balance-related, but just make your life harder. <laughs> for, <laughs> yeah. for instance, um when you level up in Diablo 2, it's like an RPG so you have different stats, your strength, your health, your magic, all that stuff. You can put points into those stats and you'll be, you know, stronger, have more health. Problem is in the base game uh when you're a new player, if you make the wrong choice, you're like, I'm going to put a bunch of points into magic. And then you find out later that you're a barbarian and you don't, don't cast spells. It. Yeah, uh, It's too late. Those points are in mana and you will never get them back. Th- there is a stats resetting system. But, but it's, three times, yeah. once per difficult a- After level. you use those three, that's all you get. And you're committed to those changes for the life of that character. Plug Y will let you re your character whenever you want. Uh, you can change your stats. Uh, there's a bunch of other things like in the base game you only have so much room to bank items. So let's say you find a piece of sweet gear, but your chest is full. Uh, you gotta throw something away, or, or or mule it to another character. Yeah,
1: which which uh, you know was a big source of grief for me back when I was playing a lot of multiplayer because. A lot of the people that I was friends with, um, you know, weren't on at the same time as I was. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like, oh, I, you know, I have all this gear. I'm out of space, but I want to keep playing. So I'll create a new game, drop all my gear, exit really quickly, enter a new character with, with a fresh gear that's that I've already created. So I don't have to go through all that time. Yeah and hope to God that the game
0: still exists. Cause wasn't there a certain window of time that wasn't consistent? Like it could be 30 seconds
1: before the game yeah. closes, but
0: it could be yes. up to a minute or something. So you're yes. like, <laughs> just switching really fast.
1: Like. Yeah. And, and you know, it was made even worse because the connection to the server, like now it's like, oh, the connection's being shitty. Back then it's like, you could be on the server and it would be great. Like no problems with like connectivity issues. You exit and you try to enter as a new character. The server's like, what the fuck are you trying to do? And it just like, like Battle.net is down, and Tank's there goes it. your
2: window of time. Yeah. On top of that, uh, Blizzard. We were talking about the bots earlier. Blizzard doesn't like the bots, and they've done a lot of really great things to cut down on that. One of the not so great things they implemented was. If you make and join too many games too quickly, it puts you in like a timeout period. It assumes that only bots would be leaving and entering games that fast. Like five times in X amount of seconds. So sometimes your stash is full and you're trying to do this game switching thing to mule the items over to another character. If you do that too many times too quickly, it thinks you're a bot and then it won't let you join. And then all the items you dropped, they'll just uh, fade away into nothing. They're <laughs> gone, just
0: gone forever. And yeah. and that's again, like since the the grinding and gear aspect is such a quintessential part of the game, it makes it that much more painful when it's gone. So yeah. the thing that this like this new program has done is for
2: single player only. For,
0: for single player, but with you know port forwarding, which is basically like saying you can open your. Uh, computer up basically to do like a LAN over the internet, which is just like a local area connection. Um, So basically I can play with Matt when he's at his house and I'm at mine like we would online. But if you do that or if you're playing solo, you basically have a stash Uh, like item storage as big as your computer hard drive it's
2: effectively infinite infinite. you you don't have to do this rejoining game crap it's just when you find it you have space for it and that plug-wise full of nice little things like that it doesn't particularly make the game easier or harder it just makes it less frustrating at and at you know
0: 26 years old you know we're not you know, teens anymore, we don't have all this time, like, you said something, like, it's so true for a lot of us, it's like, yeah, it's summertime, maybe I have some, like, a sport, or, like, a minimal responsibility, but other than that, we're playing for eight hours, or yeah. whatever, it's like, now, as an adult, it's like, I call Matt, I'm like, hey, so, next Thursday, I'm looking <laughs> at my calendar, do you have an hour and a half to play <laughs> Diablo 2, and he's like, yeah, let me check uh, with some family. I'll be I'll be back with you. Like, it's it's different when you get older and that sweet, precious time is, was whittled down on top of gamer ADD, uh, and you're trying to play all this stuff. It's just like, it's crushing. So these little conveniences, I think, have really uh, made the game something that we can easily do in 2018, whether it's with a friend on a different street or like with Quentin, who lives in another state, we could theoretically play with him. But a little bit of a different Diablo 2 question... All-time favorite character class?
1: Hammerdin, hands down. I mean, so, so. I have the most experience playing a Hammerdin. Uh, it's very comfortable for me, especially now with things like uh, Plug Y, which lets you reset your stuff. Yeah. Then you can, like, always branch out and try, like, a Zealer or a Smiter. Or a, something a variant like of the Paladin
0: class. Yeah, yeah.
1: But Hammerdins have, I think, the highest damage versus monster, yeah. uh, like, like, like you can just do way more than anything else. And so it makes, especially getting through Act 5 Hell, much, much easier. Especially considering that um, Paladins um, have, um, I guess, class-specific shields that boost like their auris. resistances. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Resistances are very important in D two. Lots of monsters do, you know, fire or lightning damage and in the higher difficulties your base resistances are way lower Subtracted like yeah. as a part of a di- of the difficulty so in, in in the final difficulty a lot of monsters if you don't have the proper resistance you'll just get one-shotted by literally everything <laughs> well, yeah
0: and that's why it's nicer too when you're rolling in a pack like when you're playing with friends because on the inverse like you could be just you could be someone that does mainly fire damage and you just hit a wave of monsters at near the end of the game that cannot be beat. Like, they're they're resistant to fire. You're like, well, yeah. I'm screwed. And that's another thing, too. If you're soloing with the Plug Y version of the game, you can just go back to town, and I hear Matt say, oh, I gotta respec into lightning <laughs> real quick. And it's just like, he'll change all his stats. It takes, like, three minutes. And you change to lightning, and you go back, you just slaughter the wave, and he's like, hold on, now I gotta go back to fire to get to <laughs> the boss. And it just... it. Again, I don't consider it cheating, it's just these conveniences, whereas otherwise...
2: Yeah, compared to the base game, it's a little cheap, but like <laughs> like Dan said earlier, we're 26. Yeah. And it's it's just more fun that way. Well, that and um,
0: I remember playing online with, like, just... You, you meet friends while playing games or whatever, and I just remember this guy's like, ah, oh, yeah, they're all immune in there, I gotta go grab my other
2: sorcerer, so I'll be yeah, right back. Yeah, yeah, it, so it would so be you, the same thing, they would log out... Yeah. You, know, you go through the effort of making the second character, but what are you doing really? You're respecking. Yeah yeah, yeah. You,
0: you have another you have a fire sorceress, uh, ice and lightning and that way you can teleport and do all these runs but it's just more of your time and more of the glitch rushing economy and all that. So it's we're effectively cutting out many middlemen uh, middlemen <laughs> also being hours of our
2: lives. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, so I don't know Matt, what about you
2: favorite class? Uh, sorceress. Uh, right now feeling the blizzard sork a lot. I'm mm-hmm. still trying to gear up so I can do lightning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just teleporting is so good. I tried playing like necro and um, paladins early on, mm-hmm. but I-, I like the glass cannon feel of the sorceress. I like all of the natural magic find synergies. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of utility. Through teleporting and freezing stuff, it's just an all-around kind of Swiss Army knife of a yeah, character. Yeah, but it is very balanced because of how many monsters resist your elements. Yeah,
0: yeah, I I I really like the sorceress, but my my nostalgia favorites. Are gonna be either the druid or the barbarian. Those are the classes I played the most um, when I got into Lord of Destruction. The barb is just such a tank and kind of magic weak, but just the idea of going through the game and leaping across the map and Leap, then buff, yeah. yeah, buff uh, and buffing <laughs> your party and all this stuff is so much fun to me. Um, along with like the set, like Immortal King set, and like just being a tank and the druid, just because he's kind of like a I always kind of compared them to like a, a little bit different type of sorceress not not necessarily but you have the the wind um you have like the the ice and the mm-hmm. fire you know raining lava down on your enemies and stuff like that's a nostalgia favorite currently though i really enjoy the amazon yeah i i never played an amazon as a kid or even like like just playing the game as an as an adult but when we got into like this plug Y kinda of stuff and, and I could re and kinda of experiment with these different characters. Um, the Amazon's been a lot of fun. Like the boson and now the, the javzon with javelins. It's yep. just it's really F,
1: cool. F Thunder Gods just or whatever yes. it is. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Just yes.
0: and it's just it's fun to me to just kind of be just standing in a corner, throwing a you know a series of javelins and just the lightning rippling. on. I don't know. That that's kind of fun to me, especially with Matt being able to teleport around the map. Yeah. Another and,
2: glass cannon type class, yeah. probably the most single target damage in the game. No, Javazon. No, Hammer. Druid? druid is really with it, the tornado. Yeah.
1: No, no. If if mm. you uh, if you have a werewolf druid, uh, you can. Uh, max the speed on a one-handed item um, skull crusher or something like that and put like so it it already has a shit ton of, it's right. very fast then you can max it out with uh, like either jewels or something like a shale rune and you can do five hits per frame and if you mix that with something like rabies you end up doing like 30,000 damage on one hit Oh my mm, like God. Just, just swipe 30,000 damage huh See, I'll have to look into that.
0: Yeah, see that's and that's why I'm glad that that the three of us can get together because it's like there's so <coughs> many little pieces of Diablo knowledge that just kind of are fading, and then it's like, yeah, no, I I know this specific thing. It's such a it's such a deep game for something that's such a, a grind for gear, and I guess for anyone listening, just go play it. Like it's it's a game that's 17 to almost. I mean, I guess the base game's about 20 years old, but. Just play it if you like these these types of games and it's it's truly a timeless game,
1: I think. Yeah.
2: Like we obviously have a lot of nostalgia for it, but there is something to say about games that still draw a community after being that old. There's a reason they're keeping the servers open. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Blizzard as a company who's trying to make money still has a reason. You know, for keeping this around. Yeah,
0: and it's interesting too. Before I, you know, ask about Diablo three or, uh, you know, <laughs> Immortals, um, I want to ask too. Like, well, not I ask, I guess, but just say that, in a world where they're, you know, they just announced a Warcraft was it two remake or three uh, Warcraft three, three yeah. remake, and they're doing all these things, Diablo two, they've had difficulties, um, with the potentials of remaking it even just because the way. The monsters are generated right off screen. So, all kinds, like of, that. all yeah. kinds of weird stuff. So it's like that's not really an option right now. So it's just like this this dedicated hardcore like community playing these games. I think Blizzard recognizes that. So even though they don't get much money out of it, other than those uh, sweet battle chest sales, uh, <laughs> I think it's just a game that's not going to fade away. Even if they do a, a remake of it, I would still play the original. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What? How much would? So there's. So there was originally four acts in the game, um, just separate like you know, environments and sets of quests chapters. and bosses. Yeah, yeah, chapters. Basically, five chapters in the four chapters in the game. The expansion added a fifth. All these years later, how much
2: would you guys pay for an act six? So like I, I think sixty dollars <laughs> would be fair. I would pay up to one twenty <laughs> for, for a physical, like yeah, yeah. yeah, like with some bonus material and stuff, yeah, couldn't. like a couple new items and a new act, yeah, yeah. maybe more runes, yeah, more, more runes. rune words, more rune words, <laughs> words, yeah, yeah rune yeah. words, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a whole nother.
1: Yeah, thing. I, th- I think sixty dollars would be good, and then maybe if you pay the extra sixty dollars to go up to one twenty, you get you know like exclusive idea or like item or something yeah. like that. Yeah,
0: um, I-, I think that's fair. I think if if it came out tomorrow and it was like $100, I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even second guess it. I'd be like, hey, so guys, I bought Act uh, 6 It's only $100. It's only dollars Yeah, like, like any more than like, well, I think $120 is a good like, oh my god. Because we're insane for even having this conversation. But just like, if it were like 50 or 60 to me, that's a no-brainer. And, and that, I think, is a sentiment that is echoed among a lot of the community. So just the fact that you can have a 20-year-old game, you're like, yeah, I'd pay, you know, $100 in 2018 for it, I think says quite a bit. But it's kind of funny, too, um, the fact that there's a sequel, the Diablo 3. It's pretty much on everything now. It just came to the Switch. Um, I've kind of thought about getting that. But it's funny that there's a sequel, and it's still, in my opinion, is a totally different game. And if you try to compare it to Diablo 2, it's kind of an inferior... Um, game, maybe that's nostalgia talking, but what do you guys think of Diablo 3 and what are your experiences with it?
2: So, in terms of like current viewership on Twitch, um, I'm pretty sure Diablo 3 has more streamers. And I think it was like one of the best selling PC games of all time, it, or one of the best selling for Blizzard or something like mm-hmm. that. Fi- financially, it's incredibly successful. There's a lot of people who still care about it but at the same time for people that you know played a lot of Diablo 1 a lot of Diablo 2 it was kind of a letdown. yeah or, or at least a, a change you know a, a different direction enough core mechanics
0: change that even though I guess in a way I do think it's a good game like I've played through it on the PlayStation 4 and on the PC it's still I we
2: come back to, to Diablo 2 more. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's fun. Like, when it came out, I put at least 80 hours into it. Mm-hmm. But it just, it didn't have that same, like... Hook. Yeah. Allure to it. The the gear didn't have that, like, crack feeling to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. So, I actually haven't played Diablo 3. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, like, when it came out, I was a poor college student, you know, living off of, like, thirty dollars a month on average or something <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. Like like even when like I had a job, it was all of my money was going towards rent and then the extra money that I had was buying frozen chicken breasts at the store and hoping it'll <laughs> last me the month. Um so like I, I just never really had the money to buy it when it like was still like very new. And now I have a lot of apprehension about buying any new game.
2: Yeah. Uh, j- just because, like, I
1: don't have a lot of... I still don't have a lot of extra spending money, and the extra spending money that I do have will like spending it more on, like, experiences. So, like, I, it's not a game that I've purchased yet. It is something that I'm still, like, very much interested in buying. But I guess uh, when it first came out, I was really excited about the auction house because, mm-hmm. like, it, it kind of put everything in one place that Diablo 2's like, gear economy spread out over multiple different media i guess like like we didn't really touch on this before so it is something that i want to touch on now like in diablo Uh, 3 they had the auction house i'm not sure exactly how it worked but essentially it was you can put gear up and people bid on it and then you get like either in-game currency or yeah it's
2: used in-game gold and then they also had for a time the real money auction house yeah yeah Um, and, and
1: so that was you know, them trying to control the market, the black market economy yes. that was D2. So, we talked about bots. Yes. The big thing about bots wasn't just leveling characters. That's not why most people ran bots. Running most gear? people ran bots so that they could grind for gear with just, all right, my computer's running for 12 hours. I can step away and not worry about it and mm-hmm. come back and, oh, I have some high runes. Yay. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. But, you know, it was worse than that because, uh, you know, there was a lot of like in-game trading going on,
2: which was fully supported by Blizzard. So, so explain how in-game trading works, how yeah, it's intended yeah. to work.
1: Yeah. So the way it was intended to work was, you have some gear that you want to trade for other gear. You make a game saying like, "I have this," or "I'm looking for this," or you know, trades. Yeah. yeah. You know, th- those <laughs> trades one game, two three. Those types of game names. Looking so go for in. Enigma uh, in in the in the encampment, or I yeah, guess just level one. The
2: town. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, you uh, essentially barter with another character. It brings up a, like a small kind of like barter window where you can put your gear, people can look at it, and then if you like what's going on, you can like hit accept. And once both people have hit accept, it switches what you have. Right. Um, and, you know, they, they went through a lot of pain to make sure that, you know, you couldn't switch out something at the last minute because when you remove something, there was a small delay when you could hit The it. cursor goes from green to red. Yeah. Until, and the yeah. other person is like, you piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's how it was intended to work, and I think it worked very well. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the rush or like you know, yeah, the rush to get gear is so great in Diablo Two, and has always been great, that it fueled this black market economy. And that's something that was around when I started playing in like two thousand two. It's like you you know you get these bots whose only job is to. Go to D two Summit, LOL. (laughs) Gear, gear for cheap.
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Ten high runes for five dollars. They join your game and start just spamming advertisements for black market websites. Now that is a
0: really big flood in Diablo two online. By the way, it's just like thirty bots. That's
1: why it's like play a password protected game, or you're just fucked. Well, the
2: the last patch, the did they weed that out? yeah, Yeah,
1: they they really. Curtailed the number of Thank cha- chat
2: bots in particular have been yeah. cut down and then that was
0: because you could you could uh, squelch it. They called where it's like you mute the player, but they they come in, they drop ten messages and leave,
1: and you're just <laughs> yeah. But um, so these bots. So so these yeah. bots are advertising for these sites that you know people have the gear and they upload it to this site. You know, essentially, like they create a new account, they put the gear on the account, and then they sell the account. Yeah. For however much money the gear is worth, that was a big problem for Blizzard, as you can imagine, because they weren't getting any of that money.
2: Yeah, and it's little 13 year olds going on this, like, you know, dot RU website, and entering <laughs> yeah. their mom's credit card information. <laughs> yeah. It's like,
0: to- yeah, totally not secure, and also. Some of those early sites, I talked to people online, they're like, yeah, man, never get on those auction sites because, uh, I mean, they're just going to steal your stuff. Like, this guy's like, yeah, I, I spent 30 bucks on gear and I uh, never got any of it.
1: And it's just like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. And so I think you've bought gear before.
0: Yeah, I, Justin and I had a few moments where, like, our accounts would expire and it's like, oh, God, I don't want to get all that gear. I want to play right now. All right, let's go to this site and like I'd spend like you know it's like eight bucks, which is a lot for like you know digital items, but you know or eight or ten bucks. Or Justin would be like, yeah, I got twenty bucks to spare today, and we buy all the gear. And then you'd either buy the account, like Quentin was saying, or um, it's just like I don't know if it's like all right, we'll meet you in ten minutes.
2: Yeah, and that's how it works with the uh, there. There are sites nowadays that are legitimate. Still uh, against Blizzard's terms of service, but at least they don't. They're known for not scamming people. Right. And those typically work by somebody like a courier joins your game and trades with He's you. He's like,
0: yo, man, I'm dropping this in 10 minutes. Be there. What's yeah. The, ga- the game yeah. name is this. Here's the password. Precisely. And it's funny, too, because since since Diablo 2 is such like a hardcore community now, I think they know that as a site... If you go there to buy items and you scam people, you're just fucked. It's just like everyone in the community is going to be like, "Hey, I wasted money on this site. Don't go there." Like,
1: yeah. Or this one player account maybe in particular fucked me, so everyone don't do business with this yeah, person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, and like you said the community's small enough now to where like you know every now and then I go on these forums and you know thousands of message long messages long between like 10 guys mm-hmm. just like who like know each other very well have known each other for years playing this game um, yeah. so like the, the community i think now is like so small that you can do that sort of thing but back in the day you know we got scammed out of so much shit like thankfully we were 13 years old and we didn't have access to credit cards um, <laughs> because we would have blown a bunch of money you know like microtransactions would have been the like the downfall of our households with dt yeah. stuff so, um yeah. but you know, like, just, like, that density of the economy, like, the different facets that you could get gear and, like, the power struggle for certain things was, like, a lot of fun. And it seems like, you know, Blizzard really wanted to control that with D3. And the, the auction AP, house and, and the auction house. Uh, and that's something that I was really, really excited about when it first came out. And now I feel like I don't care much about it.
2: Yeah, there's a huge backlash at first. Pay-to-win type shit. There's still, yeah, pay-to-win with the real money auction house. I think there's still, like, auction house bots or something like that. Or there's people that don't even play the game. They just play the auction house. Which can be fun for those people, but my sense is that it... Hurts the community. Yeah, it creates dissatisfaction in people that are grinding it out. And, you know, the thing with Diablo 3 is
0: it still is very much that grind, but it has such a different flavor as a game that I, in my playthroughs of it, I've never really had the urge to, like, even inquire about how I could purchase items outside of the main game or Mm -hmm. how I could, even for in-game currency, I was never like... Oh my god. I don't even know. Like we all sit around now and we're like Harlequin Quest Shaco Quest Shaco or like, you know, Enigma, like just old yeah, men played, talking about I these a, items.
2: A good amount of D three, you know, in my life, and I can't name any specific yeah. unique item that was like, that's the godly item. Like you gotta get that yeah, one or for like, this character. Or
0: even just as just jokes within the community, just being like you see a, like a set item on the ground and the text is green and you're like Ah, uh, you want to pick up that Eisenhart's case real quick? <laughs> like, you know, like, whereas with D3, I'm just like, oh, this item looks good. I guess I'll look at my stats and see if this... Like, it's more of, like, I'm just... Maybe it's because I'm more ignorant to the game and the yeah. community. Yeah. But I think it's also the fact that that lure is not there in as strong uh, sense. One final word on my end from the D2, like, buying community from the internet. I had a few friends... That you know, I've just you just just meet friends in these online games that you've never met, and they'll talk about their experiences buying and selling things. And one very early experience I had was this guy's like, "Yeah, I just can't wait for my gear to come in." I'm like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "Well, it's taken a little longer for the payment." And I'm like, "What do you? Don't you just pay with your credit card online?" He's like, "Well." This site uh, had a cash option, so I just sent this guy like $15 in an envelope, and uh, I'm going to get all this gear within a few business days of the letter getting there. And like, it was funny because we didn't talk about it for like two weeks, and I'm like, hey, so did you get your stuff? He's like, no. Like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. And I was like, where's your receipt? He's like, I don't know. I didn't have a receipt. I just sent him cash to this address, this P.O. box. So, I mean, scamming has been around for a very long time in these games. Yeah. But, I don't know. With, with the announcement of Diablo 3 on Switch, I feel like... With most of our group of of core group of guys having a Switch, if it turned into, like, hey, let's just get together and play Diablo 3, like, just sitting on the couch or whatever, I'd probably pick it up. But other than that, I'm fine with playing it on PS4 or
2: PC. For me, it's worth revisiting in that context. Because I think I played it a good amount, but I haven't played it recently. Yeah. And it is... Clearly tailored for a console experience. Yeah, which I'd say that. which again was disappointing for fans of D two, but in its own merit, I think it succeeds at fitting you know a controller nicely. A
0: great couch game. Yeah, like you know, yeah, because actually Diablo two never came to a console. Diablo one did to the PS one, but and you could play that with a friend. But I mean that's a whole different experience anyway. Um, but. Yeah, I think
2: you're right. Exactly. You hit it right on. Like, it's more of a console game. uh, One more thing, maybe. Going back to the economy, aside from real money, uh, Quentin, can you talk about the in-game economy and how that kind of changed over the course of you playing it? Uh yeah, do you mean like what things are worth? Yeah, like trade exactly. this for a yeah, yeah, stone yeah. of Jordan. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: like when when we first started, and you know when we got up to like hell or you know all of these high level trades were going on, the currency was stones of Jordan. It didn't matter kind of what the stats were on this ring that gives you one to all skill levels and I think some magic, some buffs. It, it's yeah. a unique ring and it's pretty rare. Yeah. So so that was that was you know. Essentially the US dollar of Diablo 2 for a very long time. <laughs> so
2: it'd be like, I have an Enigma that I want to sell and I want two Stones of Jordan for it or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Um, and a lot of the times it was high runes for multiple Stones of Jordans, that sort of thing. Mm. And then You know, I started to get a lot of this gear and uh, I started realizing the value of trading keys. And so, like, you can find these kind of niche economy communities, I guess, Mm -hmm. where they're looking for a very specific item and they're willing to trade big for them. So, like, uh, keys in the game are dropped from... um, Certain bosses. Yeah, certain bosses in Hell, and you can use them to get... Organs which then allow you, well, like, from other uber bosses, which then allow you to fight the ultimate uber bosses, yeah, Just which give you post post stuff, game grind, yeah, yeah. which yeah. give you stuff like uh torches mm-hmm. or uh Annihilus small charms. From like
2: the, you don't need the organs for that, but right, but but they they help you to get the effectively the most powerful items in the game. They're items that help you unlock the bosses, which help you. Get the most powerful items. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and
1: at yeah. a certain point, you know, the grind for a keys and organs becomes... <laughs> more work than a lot of people that are looking for those things are willing to put in so like I found out very easily that you know or uh, that I could get these keys and get these organs very very easily mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, the maps are randomly generated yeah that's not really true not all maps not yeah. all maps yeah. and so especially uh, the key of destruction which is the hardest key to get in act 5 hell from Thuk. Mm-hmm. I think is his name something. yes something. Yeah, so, so, I, something I, I never actually read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nile something. Um, he he has corpse explosion. He's like a necromancer, mm-hmm. and so he's really hard to deal with because like you kill one of his guys and he's like ha 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 bam and you're dead. Yeah, like even yeah. on a high level character you have to be careful or else you're just gonna get your shit rocked. Uh, but I found out that you know there's only three maps that go to him, and once you know those maps and you can teleport, then it's just like I can do. 20 key runs in less than 20 minutes a lot of the time. Mm. It's like you, you enter a game, you go right to him in 30 seconds, you kill him. Oh, not a key that time. Try again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that that was a thing for a while, but you know, still at that time it was Stones of Jordans for a lot of things. Yeah, it was the US dollar. Yeah, like yeah. Said. Uh, at some point, right before I stopped playing in high school, it switched to uh, High Runes. And, and specifically anything above an ist. Because, like, yeah. ist, ist yeah. is good, but it's still considered, like, a low-tier high rune. Yeah. And so, like, okay. you know, you would get, like, jaws and burrs were, were, like, the real currency. And, like, you could trade a jaw for a low enigma. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, enigma is a rune word that takes jaw if burr yeah. Jaw and Burr are two of the most sought after runes runes in the game, but a jaw by itself could buy you a low tier enigma, so it, it, like it just became this weird thing where it's like I had a bunch of Stones of Jordans that no one wanted, like no one wanted them anymore, oh my and God. so it's like what do I do? Trade three Stones of Jordans for one jaw so I can get one enigma? Like this fucking sucks, like. And, and that's part of the reason why I stopped playing is like, you know, the economy kind of changed and I wasn't re- willing to put in the work to like mm-hmm. get up to snuff.
0: How long did it take? Did you see this happen over like six months or was this I like, think, I think it was a, like very... a ladder
1: reset and then it's just like,
0: whoops, it's over. No, like,
2: I think I think it was a gradual change because um, runes weren't in lore or did they come with Lord of Destruction? Yes. Yeah, they were not in the yeah. base okay. game.
0: Yep. Okay. But then they added more rune words.
2: Yeah, yeah, they added time, more rune
1: correct. words uh, uh, at a, at a, in, in a later patch. patch, and that's what kind of made the, it take off. Okay, I, that, I don't okay. remember
2: exactly when that patch was. But Maybe I, once, so, once. so just real briefly, the, the thing that makes runes valuable, other than the fact that some of them are incredibly rare, is that if you get a certain combination of certain runes... Then they have even more increased buffs for your item. whether it's you're going faster or you're doing more damage or find higher magic
1: finds so you can find this gear. like a lot of it is uh, like a lot of the
2: good rune words give you off character skills. yeah, yeah, and, and that makes them the items that you make from these combinations of runes can be easily the most powerful items in the game. And it's yeah. just, it's so funny
0: if, you, if you're if you listening to this and you're like, what the hell is Diablo 2? I've never played this before. It sounds like a circle grind. That's really in a way what it is. But when you're doing it with friends and when you're, even if you're doing it alone, like if you're in the moment with it, it's just, it's so much fun. this I, I don't think we can state enough how much of a draw it is to play this game. Yeah. This crack. Blizzard made it super satisfying and just the the lore of the the game like we haven't really talked much about the story even and without even like we've we've literally talked for like an hour about just the mechanics of getting further in the game but I'll, briefly I'll just say you're you're a you're trying to there's these prime evils that have been let loose in the world, um, and all these, like, end-act end bosses, like Andariel, who shoots poison at you, this, like, six-armed lady, and then, like, there's uh, Mephisto and uh, Diablo, which is the devil himself, and Baal which is just kind of the granddaddy of all these guys. Um, just the all the characters you talk to along the way like deckard kane you know stay a while and listen or it has
2: this like really dark gritty fantasy atmosphere like the all, all the graphics and stuff really support this like dingy dark world that's plunging you know yeah. into evil yeah and
1: and you know it's funny because like the entire time you're playing is this savior right like even if you're playing like an like an evil character class something like a necromancer which is literally summoning things from the dead Mm -hmm. you're still like fighting to beat these
2: primeval bosses against the greater evil yeah
1: but it's 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 funny to me because at the very end you know you kill bale and then tyriel comes down and he's like the world stone is fucked it's too late (laughs) it's too late you did everything you could and it wasn't enough and that's how you get to, like, you know, higher difficulties. You go from normal to nightmare to hell. And then at the end of hell, he's like, yeah, it's, it, you're, it's fucked. Like, too bad. <laughs> too bad. And that's kind of how it ends. And so, like, there's this storyline that ends in you didn't do it well enough. Like, you didn't do it fast enough you, or something like that. You try
0: your best. Yeah. And Tyriel's this, like, archangel or whatever. It really is, like, heaven and hell Like and, and all this, like, kind of witchcraft, like Quentin said, with necromancing and all this stuff. It's just such a rich lore and it's it's one of those things where as a gamer you pick up like you know things that are memorable whether it's music or um, characters different things like that it's all of those things for diablo 2 and that also being said we'll just be playing some different game and we're just quoting diablo Mm 2 or referencing it help me i I, need the
2: keys this is
0: for you die Die. (laughs) time to die not here not in town like all these I can't. Like, it's all these things that just never, that never end. And it's just such a, a great, great experience. Um, so I guess I want to kind of wrap it, I guess, by saying um, the future of Diablo. Um, oh, I was, no. I, <laughs> I, 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 I think recently there was some kind of announcement,
2: and a lot the of people... BlizzCon, a lot of people were... Uh, preparing to be hyped for, ooh, is there going to be a D2 remake, HD? Is there going to be a Diablo 4? You know, what's what's next for Blizzard? They scheduled, like, a whole hour for the Diablo section. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But,
1: but I think, to Blizzard's credit, I heard this recently, and when we were talking about this before, I didn't realize where you guys were going yeah. with this, but... I think to Blizzard's credit, before BlizzCon happened, they said there's going to be no big news coming out for Diablo, and people were like, Diablo! Holy shit, they mentioned Diablo! And yeah. like, it, like it kind of spiraled out of control, and it turned into the fiasco yes. that is but, what is happening now. Yeah, and I
0: think the, the, the <clears throat> shitty thing was even if we weren't expecting a Diablo four, they did announce Diablo three in two thousand eight. So I mean, it's been ten years. It's like that's possible, but we're all like, you know chomping at the bit for a Diablo 2 remake and they get out there and they're like Diablo Immortals and it's just coming this... to a
2: phone <laughs> yeah apparently some mobile game some Clo- uh... like uh, is it from another game company it's uh, right it's currently just a reskin of some chinese game company's existing mobile game see i didn't
0: even know that it's not yeah, even that's like it's a... even worse so... yeah so
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> like fans have done a lot of like side by side it's like it's this game <laughs> jesus and
0: it's like it's one thing if like when nintendo kind of start dabbling in mobile um, they're doing like Mario Run or Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, which has a lot of its own fans, or even Pokemon Go, which is now tying in with Pokemon Let's Go Ev and Pikachu.
2: That's at least core core
0: experiences being turned into a mobile experience. They but
2: admit that it's casual. It's and that unique. It's, you know, it's its own side thing. thing. Whereas
0: whereas this is a a PC franchise, like a computer franchise that just went to consoles that has such a hardcore, rabid following, I don't even see them playing it on a phone versus a much much less a skin of, yeah. a, of, a, of a foreign game. And, like, and,
2: and the, the way they pitched it was like, this is what's going to carry the franchise torch. Oh, my God. Yeah. So
0: if, if that's it, let's just say that Diablo is dead <laughs> and everything at least we have Diablo 2. Like, at least in 10 years, we'll still be playing that. But I just, I wish that Blizzard would take it more seriously. I don't want to look like at maybe, Like Maybe
2: they are working on something else. You know, you never know. But currently, the state Coke. is sadness. New Coke type of deal. Like, yeah. they, they announce Diablo Immortals, and then a year later, they're like, haha, just kidding!
1: Yeah, but welcome crystal, back to the world of Crystal the album Pepsi. Too. Somebody yeah. in the
2: crowd asked if this was just an out-of-season April Fools' joke. <laughs> like some He's guy like, gets ah, no, this is this is real. <laughs> <laughs> just the executive, just
0: just sweaty. He's like, "Well, this is <laughs> this turned out great." So I just, if if anyone from Blizzard ever listens to this, which I doubt, but if they ever do, know that there are many insane fans like us who just really want. This to be the experience going forward of Diablo 2 or even like like a more Diablo 3 sequel, you know, would be still a continuation of the lore of yeah, the yeah. franchise.
1: It should even make it to where, you know, you have these built-in mods that we find so useful, like plug Y and that's... Yeah, the
2: if, if they did an HD remake, that would be the dream. Yeah, yeah, so, like,
1: have that and then maybe make it to where, you know, it's not all about the gear. Like, that's the solo player aspect
2: of it. Mm-hmm. But then
1: the other thing is, like, you know, get back into the PvP thing because that's something yeah, that I... they like,
2: really could have developed that. Yeah. Um, player versus player. Player versus player, yeah.
1: That was a big thing when I first started playing, you know, you would see all of these player versus player, like, matchups and, you know, people decking out their... Gear just to be able to fight someone to the
2: death Mm -hmm. and collect those ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you slay somebody, you get to collect an ear from their corpse. Yeah.
0: The craziest thing I ever saw was a hardcore PvP tournament yeah, uh which yeah. is basically in the hardcore difficulty it's you die and you're dead like your all your stuff your gear either is goes locked. off into the yeah. into the ether or you could have it set to drop when your character dies oh. so um you see these it's like i remember like getting in and um, eventually, they're like, get the hell out of here because you're not playing. But like, I saw a few matchups of this tournament. It was like six guys. And they're like, all right, for the glory. And, <laughs> and, and, and
1: these aren't low-level characters. These are like level 95 hardcore characters that they've spent hours getting to level 95. And not dying once. Gear. And then they're like roll the dice, yeah. let it go. And, and it's like, and you don't have any way of getting it back. So you see
0: these guys, and I believe they were all, like, 97 or higher, just disgusting, like, way too high. And this guy, like, just comes out there. I think it was, like, a bar versus a sork. And the sork just nukes this guy, and he's done. And he's, like, he's like, like fuck you, I'm never playing again. Or, like, the, like he leaves and comes back as, like, a low-level character just to be, like, Fuck you, fucking cheap sorceress, bitch, and all this stuff. And then like the sorceress was playing against someone else, and like I think like he like she gets nuked by this other character, and they then they're like, hey, low level character, get out of here. But like just leaving that game, thinking this is a part of the community I really will never participate in. Just <laughs> yeah. especially now we talked about with like gamer ADD or just having precious gaming time now as an adult. The idea of spending, like, you know, many tens of hours to get to this level 98 character in a hardcore difficulty just, I don't know, makes me not nice to go play Diablo Immortals, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but, I don't know. So, well, I think that about wraps it up, guys. Um, yeah. I, yeah, if,
1: if you're looking to play D... Any type of Diablo game, play D2, maybe D3. It is something that's on my it list. Is,
2: it is the melee of the Diablo series. <laughs> yeah, the Super
1: Smash Brothers <laughs> Hardcore
0: Community um, version with Diablo. But yeah, well, and thank you guys for coming on. This is exactly what I wanted, just to delve in more specifically to a certain game or game series this week and uh, just share the knowledge on it. Um Thank you again to everyone for all the feedback for the first few episodes. Um, If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe to it. Um, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Podbean, and SoundCloud, all at Dan's Game Room. So this is something that, again, is still going up every Sunday, and it's just been an absolute blast. So until next time.
1: Thanks, guys. Thank you. Awesome. That was fun, dude. Yeah, that was Uh, a lot of fun.